0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. All gas, no break. And now we have liftoff. Welcome to the now we have liftoff New York Jets podcast. And I am your host, John June on this lovely, lovely Tuesday. And you know why I feel so lovely. I got to bring my guy. Frank Jim Piccolo in so we could break it all down. Brother Frank, how we feeling today, man?
1: Yo, first and foremost, good to be back with you, bro. It feels like it's almost been a month since we chopped it up about our Jets. I mean, we've chopped it up uh,
0: definitely for sure, but since we've done it on this platform here, it has been quite some time. Too much time there, brother, but I hope you enjoyed your anniversary trip. I know you did, but I know you enjoy this pod. That much more there. We've got um obviously a jets win to discuss, man. And so uh shout out to the missus out here saying hey, hey babe. Um, so you know, we t- gotta discuss the Jets thrilling, thrilling victory 34-31 over the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals were probably uh the hottest team in the league coming into week eight. The Jets were double-digit underdogs here, playing with a backup quarterback in Mike White, uh, playing without their top receiver in Corey Davis. Um, again, double-digit underdogs here, but they were able to get this one done and end up beating a very, very good Cincinnati Bengals team that will probably be and most likely be in the playoffs. And the, the obviously the main story out of this game is the performance of Mike White. I mean Mike Effing White. <laughs> Mike White, bro. I mean, the guy was 37 of 45 405 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions that were really not entirely his fault, uh but also had a fabulous two-point conversion that put the Jets up 34-31. Frank, what were your thoughts, man, of this performance by Mike White?
1: I, it looked like Mac Jones. Like, it's the first thing I thought. You know, Charlie checked down. But, like, it was good to see Le, For me, it was good to see LaFleur start looking like the offensive coordinator that we were looking forward to getting when we got him. Like, you saw a double reverse pass, you saw a Philly special, you saw a couple end arounds, you know, you saw like a lot of usage out of Michael Carter, which we've been screaming for. Like Michael Carter had a great game. Like as good as a game. Oh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I know. Don't worry. (laughs) But as good as a game as Mike White had, I don't know if he has that game without Michael Carter.
0: Definitely, man. Um, you know, Mike White had a fabulous performance. Uh, I mean, we've got Mike Cucum in saying Mike White for president here. Uh, but Mike White had a fabulous performance, man. I mean, but like you said, the it's like everybody else around him was that much better on Sunday, especially Mike LaFleur calling the offense. I mean, I don't know if it was, again, may, maybe it's the fact that it was his, his uh, seventh game calling calling and calling offensive plays in the nfl maybe it was the fact that he was sitting up in the booth maybe the fact that zach wilson was the court wasn't the quarterback we don't know exactly what it was but whatever it was mike lafleur was hands down it was hands down his best performance as a play caller all season long
1: yeah no question right and i i I think it helps that he's up in the box, right? Cause you got that whole, that, the whole vision of what's going on. You could see how the plays are developing. Um, Yeah, man. It was, it was just good to watch. It was fun to watch, right? Like how many times have we talk about before about how unenjoyable the Jets have been you know, last year, the early parts of this year, minus the Titans game. It was a fun game. Like, Him calling those offensive plays, like, just made it fun. Even if they didn't work, right? Even if they lost, I still would have been coming on here and be like, you know what? The Jets lost. Yeah, it sucks. But it was a fun game. The Jets kept me on the edge of my seat until the very end. And as a fan, this year in the rebuild, like, that's all you're asking for.
0: Yeah, man, honestly, that's all you could ask for. That's all we've asked for, right, is to just – be able to watch the product on the field and, and be, have joy when we watch it, right. Whether we win or lose, just coming out of that saying, wow, that was fun to watch. And we had not had that outside of, like you said, the Titans game, that was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, again, going into this game with the circumstances being uh, you know, their backs against the wall, they had faced adversity a lot. And this was something I had talked about last week on the solo pod was You know, talking about how they faced adversity from, you know, how they, you know, seeing how Robert Sala would be able to deal with the adversity coming off a 54-13 loss or I I don't know what this, wherever that score was, uh, coming off that loss against New England, how would you respond going up against Cincinnati, a really good football team? And I love the way they responded, even seeing adversity in this game, you know, getting a lead early in the game losing that lead right having a couple turnovers um you know before the half you you put a touchdown on the board then that gets taken down then you got to go put another touchdown on the board and you're down 17 14. and then you know you're in the fourth quarter right you're down you know I, I forget i think they were down 10 points in the f- fourth quarter they end up outscoring the bengals 17 to seven in the fourth quarter alone right like this was a a full And like team win an entire team win it's just it's been awesome to watch man it really has or at least that that game was awesome to watch and mike q says he's watched it at least three times so
1: it was definitely me me too but you bro you didn't even talk about the goal line stand after mike white throws that first interception that that goal line stand that's i think it started at the three no it started at the one no, it was that the the ball was at the one yard the line? Ball was, was at the because, one
0: because uh, Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims decide that they want to hustle on an man.
1: interception and great play, some play by, football, man. Great play by them to because they pretty much uh, held the Cincinnati out of the end zone. to made the defense got that goal line stand. Mosey had a good play. Quinnen had the sack that brought them back to the fifteen, and uh, on fourth down. And then, for some reason, Cincinnati decided not to kick the field goal against the Jets. You know, but I, I felt maybe they
0: felt like you know you got the ball on the one yard line, you got to get in. Uh, you know, you you got to if you're a good football team, you got to be better than the Jets in that moment. I mean, obviously, Jamar Chase had uh, you know it was it was a drop. We'll call it was what it was. You know, dropped the ball on third down. But I you know either way, just to see. The Jets like there was times where you're like, there's you know, this game is gonna go away from them, right? Like, especially in that fourth quarter. You felt like, um, you know, especially at the end of the game when they had to ice the they had to run the run out the clock, right? And it's like they couldn't Bro, even do how, that. how how bad was that foul um, it was so uh, Johnson? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of it, just all of it from you know, the The first down, Elijah Moore runs out of bounds after gaining like six yards. And then he
1: falls down. He falls down. (laughs) Bro, I was losing my mind. My mind. I
0: was like. No, no, you you got to twist it. It was Michael Carter that fell down. Oh, yeah. Two plays plays later. Oh! uh, You go from, hear me out. You go from Elijah Moore running out of bounds. The very next play, Mike uh, Mike White drops back to pass incomplete. And then... (laughs) And then the third play, Michael Carter uh, falls down ahead of the first – ahead of the sticks.
1: Behind the like, sticks, oh. not ahead of the sticks. He was behind the sticks. Yeah, behind the sticks, sorry. And I knew and I knew what he was doing, but get the first down. The game's over. Get the first down. Get the first down. That's most important. Was, this isn't
0: college. It won't stop if you get the first down, we promise. <laughs>
1: oh, God.
0: Um. But yeah, we got to talk about some other performances from this game. Uh, we talked about Michael Carter. We, we spoke about the bad. Let's talk about some of the good now. 172 total yards of offense, 77 rushing yards on 15 attempts, had uh, nine catches on 14 targets for 95 receiving yards. Uh, this was the breakout game for Michael Carter for sure. Uh, you know, Obviously Frank, you know I'm a huge fan of Michael Carter going back to his college days. Uh, hey man, we we are this pod is brought to you by TP TPPN, but today is the TP TN, P, P pod, the no pants pod essentially. It's should have just with that. You just killed it. The joke nah, man, it. The it No man, the no pants it. pod, that's what it is cuz if you know back obviously to going back to when Michael Carter was drafted. I made a joke that the the pants were off in that moment in the fourth in the fourth round. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So Michael Carter absolutely killed it on Sunday, man, showing that burst, the balance. Uh, You know, he's a smaller guy, but he runs with with really good power and explosiveness. So Michael Carter for (laughs) vice president. Absolutely. He's got my vote. Uh, Frank, what were your thoughts of Michael Carter, Michael Carter's performance here, man?
1: Bro, like, I, I haven't seen that many screens by a Jets team in since, like, Richie Anderson in 1998. Like, that game kind of reminded me of that playoff game that the Jets played, I don't even know the year. It was when they blew out the Colts 41-0 to in that playoff game where they just dumped it off to Richie Anderson, like, every other play. But with that being said... Richie Anderson's not Michael Carter. Like that play where he like did like this, where he spun around three times, kept his balance and got another four yards. I was like, Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, this guy, like now I see why you compared him to like a Camara and those types of running backs because he's so elusive, but what he doesn't get credit for is that he's so strong when he runs in between those tackles. Like, he could be like he could be a really important piece for this team going forward once he figures out that he has to get the first down before he falls. No, man, Michael Carter, absolutely. I
0: love that you brought that up, man, because I comped him to Alvin Kamara, and I said again, hear what I, don't hear what I'm not saying. I comped him to Alvin Kamara in terms of the the skill set, not not the talent level, right? He's not the talent that Alvin Kamara is. But if you want to use him in some of those ways, you know, like like you said, he's got great power. The, I mean, the, the the word that really sticks out to me is contact balance, right? And he's got that. The ability to, you know, he's got to keep his balance, you know, even though defender, he's bouncing off of defenders, almost like pinballing off of them. He had one run yesterday where – or not yesterday, Sunday, but he had one run on Sunday where he's running down the sideline, almost gets tackled, puts out his arm – uh, keeps his legs up and then, you know, continues, you know, getting another three, four yards after that. He's been, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, we saw Elijah Moore have his best game as a pro, six catches on six targets, 67 yards. Um, you know, the usage there was great. We saw at least two jet suite passes to Elijah Moore. We saw a rush attempt to Elijah Moore. Uh, we saw him obviously involved in the Philly special play that they ran. Uh, so I, I thought the offense was phenomenal. The defense, I mean, having C.J. Mosley is makes such a difference. When Resign you him, him in- now.
1: Resign him now. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> I mean, he's got one more year on his contract. Resign him now. The defense doesn't work without him. It doesn't. And, no, and I, it absolutely I, doesn't work without him. Like, and I think having Jared Davis back helped. Right. Yeah. Like he he. He had some good stops. He had a he had a pass breakup in the flat, which I thought was nice to see because I was over always under the assumption that he couldn't cover a blanket. But so that was good to see. Don't blankets cover you. You know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> be, like those jokes don't faze me now because the Jets had a great win. Like I like I'd be coming over the screen if the Jets lost this game. But we had a Jabari Zuniga sighting, and and then the play by Shaq Lawson, which I really want to get into. Like, the interception was great and all, but for me as a defensive player, for him to diagnose that a screen pass was coming because he saw that the lineman punched him and then left him, and he knew something was coming back at him, and for him not to get, like, so excited to try to get a quarterback sack— especially in that moment when you know that you need that ball back. I thought that was great.
0: Yeah. I mean, to that point, right? Like if you, if you watch it, cause I actually watched the game again, they've actually, they actually ran screens to loss inside like two, two or three times prior to that interception and all three times, to- you know, the, the previous times he's almost there, but he's, he doesn't quite get it and this time. He times it perfectly. He feels it. He knows it's coming. He's seen it at least two or three times before. And, you know, it's at that point in the fourth quarter. You're like, oh, I I know what this, I know what this play, I know what play this is. And he's, he's there to tap it up and get that interception. And I know the defensive line is going to get a ton of credit for the game that they played as they should. But I think a lot of that credit needs to go to the back end. If you look a lot at a lot of these, a lot of these, um sacks a lot of these pressures if they weren't because of a blitz they were because of coverage sacks you know the 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 Brandon Echols you know he was undermatched I mean you could have told me him against T Higgins or Jamar Chase would be a mismatch he completely held his own Bryce Hall obviously we know what he's been Michael Carter he's been phenomenal but even Marcus May was was great in coverage uh he was also great in run support Ashton Davis had a really good game as well
1: uh you That's know, the key, talk about- right? There. That's the key, right there, though, bro. Sorry to interrupt. Like Ashton Davis had such an up and down rookie campaign. To see him have a game like he had makes me feel good because you know, in previous week we talked about Michael Carter the second. We've talked about Hall Eccles. You know, he's a young player. He's going to improve. You know, if the Jets are going to be confident and move away from Marcus May, Ashton Davis is going to have to take that step up, and it looks like. Like, that's possible with the way that he's starting to play, the way he's getting comfortable in this Olbrich and scheme.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, man, because you watch you watch Marcus May fly around, man, and it's honestly like I want that guy in the defense, man. I just, you know, watching him with Mosley and, and Davis, with, with Bryce Hall and Michael Carter, you know, watching these guys play together, it's like how can we not – keep that together obviously it's going to become a you know a money thing it's going to come down to how much they want to you know allocate to that position um i tell you right now they're getting away with murder in terms of how cheap these corners are going to be for the next (laughs) three to four years so uh i mean you've got three quality you know you two i'll say two quality corners brandon echoes looks like you know again you look at him he's not playing poorly for for uh I would say for even a defensive back in any by any means but for a rookie I think that he's doing really well obviously again playing in a a back a defensive backfield that's so young right so um yeah I thought the, I thought the defense was phenomenal I thought the game plan was phenomenal uh let's see how they can do you know coming up this week uh against Indianapolis but uh anything else Frank, about this game that you want to cover,
1: hmm. Keelan Cole, that that
0: Grap. catch that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, it feels like the Jets always have like two two plays a year where the Jets make great plays that are turned back. I just thought that was a great effort by him. Oh, Denzel Mims dropping the end zone. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that.
0: We could talk about it, it, but I could also we could also talk about Denzel Mims' performance, the whole game. Wait, what is your point? Let's let me just tell you. Let me just let you make
1: your point before I go down this rabbit hole. So Corey Davis is hurt, so which means that Mims is going to get should get more reps, should get more of an opportunity. I just think a player like Mims, who's striving to get more playing time, right he's begging to get more playing time you have an opportunity to get a touchdown and you drop the ball a terrible drop hit him right in the shoulder pads and and like i don't i don't think you could do that like and I me and you talked about it yesterday and and i and i get your points like you can't kill the guy but i'm gonna kill him you 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 just have to you just have to catch that ball you can't yeah, take I mean, off the board.
0: You you got to catch that ball but at the same time, right? That's Denzel Mims's first drop all year. Uh he I mean, he's only had 9 targets but he's caught 66% of his passes. He's played well in limited opportunities, right? So I'm not going to kill him for dropping one ball. If he drops that ball, you know, on first and 10, you're not going to kill him. You're only killing him right now because he dropped the touchdown, right? And so it is what it is, but we've also had context Davis, matters. We've had other receivers that their their drops led to turnovers. So <laughs> at least we're not, you know, we're not in that realm. But let's also talk about Denzel Mims had a big first, he had a, a nice catch, uh, catch and run to convert a first down early in the game. He also on Michael Carter's touchdown. If you look, he gets a really nice block on Jesse Bates. Uh and you know, slows Jesse Bates down enough where Michael Carter's is able to make a move on him and make a miss. And, and so my Denzel Mims overall, I thought played, played a good game, the coaching staff or the organization's obviously still high on him. You know, they, they've they been fielding trade calls for two weeks for not uh, more than two weeks now, and they haven't budged. He actually started in the game, got a decent amount of playing time. I could see him playing more as the season progresses and, and having, some some kind of impact on this team because you just watch him again you you watch what he did on Sunday and you're like wow this you know every time he touches the ball this guy makes plays
1: except if it's in the end zone <laughs> you're you're like literally just a jerk <laughs> it's what i
0: do what can i say yeah. yeah i know that's why i don't like you so we'll just Lies. We'll, we'll just <laughs> we'll just move forward if frank has nothing left uh then we'll uh we'll move forward with this next segment so frank why don't you tell the people about it well it usually helps if you're not on mute
1: yeah yeah that's a beer for you isn't it This next segment is brought to you by DraftKings. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, Don't fret, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot of millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code T-P-P-N. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 GAMBLER.
0: And as
1: always, this segment is brought to you by
0: DraftKings. And that's where this line comes from as well. DraftKings Sportsbook. The New York Jets travel to Indianapolis to take on the 3-5 Indianapolis Colts. The New York Jets are 2-5. The Jets are 10.5-point underdogs here. The over-under on this game is 45.5 points. It is Thursday night football, too. So that's interesting there. Frank, the Jets are coming off of a thrilling win here. We talked about this last time, what happens when they come off of this thrilling win. This time, they don't have to travel all the way to London. They only have to travel... To Indianapolis So um, How do you think that they respond This week against this Indianapolis team And do you think that they can cover This 45 and a half point Or this, sorry, 10 and a half point spread
1: I don't know The only good thing is that Indy plays the same type of defense That Cincy plays So I think there's going to be some opportunity for Michael Carter to go off again. Like, I don't know. Like, Sila talked about it in his post-game presser, the roller coaster that this team is going to go through because the team is so young. Like, uh, as a fan in me, I want to say that the Jets are going to – ride this wave of Mike White and Mike White's going to throw for 300 yards and another two scores and the Jets win. But the like the football guy in me that knows football says the Colts probably win and cover the spread. So I
0: I come at this a few different ways, right? And I'm like the same I have the same thoughts that you do, right? Like the Jets fan in me wants to say, "Oh, you know, Mike White greatest quarterback ever since Joe Namath, right? Like He's going to go out he's going to throw for 400 yards again. But being realistic, I have to understand, while there's a similar style of defense here in Indianapolis, Matt Eberflus is a, you know, I think a really good defensive coach. So I think he's going to come up, you know, there's a game of film here on Mike White where nobody had had that prior to this game. So I think that there's going to be an opportunity here for the Colts to you know scheme up some stuff against Mike White here uh maybe take away some of those short plays uh force him to you know to go down the field because we didn't really see him do that. I think we saw him attack down the field just once uh on a play to Elijah Moore that they didn't convert. So uh, you know I'm curious to see how he bounces back on a short week uh coming off of you know the win and the performance by him. So but at the same time this Colts team is 3 and 5. Carson Wentz has not played well. <laughs> he has not played well at all and this defense that we have could get after Carson Wentz a little bit. And the only way the only you know in terms of weapons for the Colts is either it's going to be Jonathan Taylor and Mike Michael Pittman Jr. Uh I'm sure that Michael Pittman Jr. You know, he's only one receiver. The Jets have done well against the against that position, especially those outside receivers. Uh, so I think they could continue to have some success there against Michael Pittman Jr. Force Carson Wentz into some turnovers. I think Jonathan Taylor makes a big play here or there. Um, he's an explosive back. I could see Naheem Hines. You know, if there's one thing that the Jets have been getting killed by, it's running backs in the pass game. I could see Naheem Hines having an impact there. Um, so ultimately, I see the Jets covering the ten and a half points because I just don't think the Colts are that good of a football team right now. But I th- do think that ultimately they will lose this game.
1: Yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like the Jets are not; they're just not good enough of a football team right now. To like, it's a quick turnaround, right? So that might. Like it's hard to tell with this such a young team if the quick turnaround helps or hurts them, right? Like, I think on a veteran team it would hurt them more, but I think on a young team, like, I, I don't think the short turnaround hurt hurts them that much. I think what can hurt them is that we don't know if uh, George Fant is playing this week.
0: Yeah, God help Mike White if Chumo Doga has to start a game at left tackle. He didn't. Look, I mean, he didn't look bad, bro. He didn't did look, not bad. look bad. Bro, and isn't just uh,
1: me? He looks a lot thicker this year.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I didn't really check the girth on uh, Chuma Dogo. I haven't checked it and compared it to previous years. But I think this was, you know, we didn't talk about them. And uh, shame on us. Shame on you, Frank, because you're the guy that prides yourself on being a former offensive lineman. The offensive line probably had their best performance of the year. On on Sunday. Well,
1: that could probably be because Mike White was getting the ball like ridiculously fast out of his hand. It's like one, two, boom, well, one, two, boom. Yeah.
0: Also, but I i feel like Connor McGovern played his best game.
1: Uh well, that's, to date. Not, that's not hard to Not do. hard to
0: do. I get it. Uh Elijah vera Tucker had you know what you know, they another... say about broken
1: clocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Elijah Vera Tucker had
0: had a phenomenal game as well. Um you know we the, the jets some news jets traded for uh Laurent duvernay Tardif a guard from the Kansas City Chiefs they traded away tight end Daniel Brown so thank god yes because i'm hopeful that this means that we don't have to see GVR the coolest thing GVR has done all year was the slide? That, slide. that slide that he did
1: on the two-point conversion. So I heard, John, I heard you last week when you were ranting about Conor McGovern and Van Roten about how they're, they're probably nice guys, but nice guys doesn't necessarily mean that you're good football players. Bro, it's, that sounded like conversations that we've had off-air when I just go into my rants about how bad these two are. <laughs> like... It's almost impossible for McGovern to be as bad as he is. Like, and I know they had a good game and that's all well and good. It's not because he's this bad. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But when I see him, I get so like when I'm like, I watched that Patriots game back like three times and I'm like, bro, do you not know how to do pick up a twist? Is that too difficult for you? Like, does your brain not comprehend that? Like, like I get what Cincinnati did. They're 4-3. They don't blitz. They don't run stunts. So it's not that difficult, not that hard. You know, and I get, I get that Bill Belichick is a defensive guru, but it's a twist. It's a stunt. Like, teams have run that before. Like, it's not like the 1986 Bears are reinventing the 4-6 defense. Like, come on. But but that's why, bro, that's why I wanted the Jets in the offseason to pick up Lindsley, because of how bad McGovern is. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I guess we both gave our take on their upcoming game against the Indianapolis Colts Thursday night. Got to get into the locks. And you lost
1: last week. I did not. I didn't pick last week. I wasn't on. You didn't. You're right. You just assumed right. that I would pick the Cardinals. Well, in my
0: brain, I <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was exactly what happened. I think I picked. Oh, I picked Buffalo. I picked. Buffalo. I think we both have to pick two. We both have to pick two. All right, sounds good to me. Uh,
1: I'll let you go first, Frank. Right? Oh, what a gentleman. I am going to pick the Bills at plus fourteen. Bills at
0: plus fourteen. That's interesting. Um, how dangerous do I want to get? Oh, gimme oof. Mm. Oh, gimme Dallas minus nine and a half over the Denver
1: Broncos. And give me the Chargers at minus two over the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Give me the New England Patriots at minus four against the Carolina Panthers.
1: Ooh. Let's go Pats this week, huh? I think I think you gotta root for the Pats this week. You need you need Carolina to lose. Improve that draft position.
0: Oh right, okay.
1: Right? All Am right. I wrong?
0: I mean, I'm not rooting for Carolina. I just this or I'm not rooting for New England. This was more just about like Belichick versus Sam Darnold. Is he hurt?
1: Is Sam hurt? He is in
0: concussion protocol. But I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, well, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, this is not my first time doing this, but it'll be my last time doing it for this week on this show. And with that being said, make sure you check us out at liftoff underscore NYJ on Twitter. And now we have liftoff on Instagram. Check out Frankie, Frank Jim Piccolo at Frankie Botts with a Z on Twitter. Frankie G 53 on Instagram. You can find me at Jr Football nerd everywhere. Until next time, y'all have a good one. We love you. We appreciate you. And we're out of here. Peace. Peace.